Hello, and welcome back to Moribund, The State of Dying. I'm your host, Shay, and today we're going to be covering a story about near death. This one was in Billings, Montana, so stick around if you will, and listen to today's story of near death, titled Ozone Chamber. The year was 2009. I was working disaster restoration for a company in Montana, basically processing homes after fires and floods, the occasional suicide. At this point in my life, I was in my early 20s. My little brother, Andy, had just recently passed away, which you can find in a different episode entitled The Great Fall. And so I was at a weird place in life, mentally and emotionally. This job was starting to take a toll on me. I remember I was cleaning a second-story apartment in a little town, uh, Roundup, Montana. The building had burned, a uh, partial burn, in an apartment. And so what had happened was uh, a drug-addicted woman and her two children were asleep. She had, while using some heroin, had fallen asleep uh, or passed out after shooting up with a cigarette burning. It just so happens that she uniformly covered the floor of her two-bedroom apartment with straw or hay, like you'd see in a barn. Clearly, she wasn't capable of taking care of herself and her, her place and her children. Consequently, the place burned down. The neighbors called the fire department because they could hear screaming and crying and smell smoke. As I'm trying to process this property, I always listen to my headphones, I work alone. I just would hear crying and giggling and children's voices, and it was it was really creeping me out. I optioned to go to my employer, and I talked to him about what was what I'm experiencing. I said, you know, here's the deal, Jim. I'm at a weird place in my head right now, and I don't think I can keep doing this job. It's just too close to my brother's death. So he options to put me in as the shop foreman. I have a mechanical background, and so I was a shoe-in for it. And now I would spend my days in the shop repairing equipment, cleaning, maintaining it was an okay transition. I definitely missed some of the action of being in the field, but uh, it provided a bit of regularity that I wasn't getting elsewhere. That was nice. One of the pieces of equipment that I would maintain was an ozone chamber. Anytime there's a fire and you have porous materials that are non-synthetic, like a table or chair, that haven't been burned, you can expect them to smell like smoke after the fire. So what I would do is we'd bring those contents back and inventory them in the shop, once they've been inventoried, we'd use a solution to topically clean them. Once the smoke residues have been removed, they'd go into the ozone chamber for treatment. And so the ozone chamber, basically how it works, is it uses electricity and transformers to create a high heat arc, and it splits oxygen molecules and creates ozone. It's really impressive to watch the machine that I would maintain I'd have to clean the anode and cathode tubes so that it, because they'd get cloudy and, and it would affect the ability to perform well. And so I'd clean these out. And at the end of the day, on cleaning times, what I'd do is I'd, get, I'd gather people, invite them into the shop, turn the lights off, and I'd run the, the ozone creation machine, and it would create basically like purple lightning inside these glass tubes. It was really impressive. So in the chamber, you'd heat it quickly up to about 105, 110 degrees. All organic materials, the pores on the material, expand under heat. Ozone is a heavy molecule, 
And so essentially what's happening is those porous materials are expanding. The ozone is filling the pores, replacing any smoke molecules that are causing the smell. And then you cool the room rapidly. The porous material contracts, enclosing the ozone, which is odorless, and you've now removed the smoke smell. Pretty simple process when you get it down. All right, so one night I am cleaning and organizing the ozone chamber at the end of the day, and one of my coworkers, unbeknownst to himself or herself, closes the door to the ozone chamber and leaves. This must have been the last person out of the shop because I ended up getting locked in there. What's unfortunate is that I was setting the ozone chamber up for processing, so when the door was closed, it signaled the timer to begin ozone creation. I spent the better part of 30 or 40 minutes in that, in that room as the temperature was rising and I was losing oxygen. Fortunately for me, it has an exhaust fan, and so I had my face kind of plastered up against the exhaust fan, trying to suck in any oxygen I could pull. It was a pretty futile attempt. My lungs were starting to hurt. The actuation of breath was painful, and it felt like I had fluid in my lungs. I come to find out later that when you mix, when you breathe in ozone and it mixes with the water in your lungs, it basically creates like bleach or ammonia. And so I was starting to cough and kind of hack a little bit, and I felt raw, experienced some blood and stuff like that later on. Luckily, the owner of the shop lived far out of town, and so a lot of the times he would sleep in the loft up by the training center. He happens to notice the emergency light or the, act the action light that's on my booth signaling that, that it's creating ozone that's in operation. And he thinks to himself, that doofus must have left the ozone chamber going and went home. So he goes down to shut it off. When he does, of course, he hears me in there screaming and yelling and banging on the door. Let's me out. Saves my life. Obviously, there should have been an interior safety handle installed there. Um, there should have been a safety switch inside to kill the production. So many uh, easy safety measures that we could implement in something like that. But at that age, you know, at 22 years old, I didn't know any better. I was just there to do my job, try and get a big enough paycheck to stay alive and keep feeding my family. Luckily for me, this employer was a really good person, a great mentor, and taught me a lot of the skills that I use today in my work life. However, after that experience, I wasn't able to continue moving forward with that company and uh, chose to part ways. Hello, everybody. I want to thank you so much today for listening to Merbend, State of Dying. This is a new short series podcast that I'm very excited about. So I encourage you. Until next time, stay alive, friends.